Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, I'm taking a look at the radar and uh, that system that Captain Kirk was talking about. Uh, whoo, it looks pretty nasty, and it is headed uh, from west to east. Right now it just passed through Houston, at least that leaning edge of it where it's really bad, and then behind it there's some medium to light rain that extends uh, probably a couple hundred miles behind it. The good news is, unlike those storms that hit us during the week, this one is moving fast. This is a frontal system. Uh, when it gets to you, it's going to be intense, but uh, shouldn't last very long in Tomorrow should be a much better day. And then all next week we'll get some of the lower humidities and uh, maybe even some lower temperatures. But you've got to be careful depending on where you are. That thing is rocking and rolling and heading this way. All right, I uh, got a lot of people up this morning early and uh, listening to it. Monique, hey, Monique Ray, glad to hear from you. And also Veronica. Veronica, how did your turkey season end up? Shoot me a message or a text and let me know because you don't hunt far from me. And i got to tell you, this was one of the worst, maybe the worst I've ever had. All right, got some other texts coming in. This one says, every home gardener having a banner spring with crops, wondering if the excellent fishing going on points to environmental connections. Could be something to that. All right, did want to talk about the shrimp season. It's getting ready to open in Louisiana on uh, Monday. It'll be opening up at uh, 6 a.m. in two of our zones, the eastern and the middle portion of the state. It opens on the 27th over there by Captain Kirk in the west. You know, a lot of people used to pull small trawls and catch, not only did they catch uh, you know, shrimp, but you could catch some crabs and, and really make a nice little icebox full of uh, good seafood. But it's people have kind of gotten away from it. I don't know why, but because uh, you know, the open waters, it's easy enough to do. And if you're going to be shrimping, here's what you need to do. You need both a basic and a saltwater fishing license. That's number one. And even recreational fishermen need gear licenses. And the cost, if you have a trawl that is 16 feet or less, is $25. If you've got one over 16 foot, but not more than 25, because if you go over 25, you're considered commercial, that's an $80 fee. Those are for in-resident fees of the state of Louisiana. Now, there are also some limitations on what you can catch. If you've got a 16-foot trawl or smaller, it's 100 pounds per day. And if you've got one over 16 but less than 25, it's 250 pounds, which is a lot of shrimp. 
Um, and remember, you cannot sell any of your shrimp or put them into commerce. That is strictly for your own personal use. It's kind of like the same thing on recreational fishing. But recreational shrimping will open at those same times. And if you're recreational shrimping, you, you get out there and you still do it, I'd love to hear from you. It's, it's a lot of fun because, you know, you got some time between drags when you, you got those uh, pulls and then all of a sudden you pull it up and you're waiting with uh, anxious uh, breath, bated breath, what's going to be in that trawl. And sometimes you never know what's going to come in there. All right, we'll be back and get to some more of your texts. Also, I want to talk to Captain Mike Gallo, find out what he's been doing. Boy, he put up a beautiful picture of a couple of flounders he, he made for Mother's Day. I'm sure that was for his mother and also his wife or maybe the mother of his wife. I don't know. We'll find out. But two people got some really nice uh, crab meat stuffed flounders and uh, we're going to talk all about that. And also speckled trout and redfish. And that's his specialties. And he's Mike Callow. He's up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio. All right, it's time to talk to Captain Mike Gallo. His reports are brought to you by one of our loyal sponsors, CETO. And if you want to get in and get online and get them sign you up, CETO.com is one way to do it. You can also call Captain Chris on the telephone. He'll be glad to help you. 504-301-4545. For years, they've been selling peace of mind for $179 for a year. And if you, in the event you need them, they'll bring you fuel. They'll tow you in 24-7 from wherever. Get your jump started if you got an electrical problem. CETO, they're AAA on the water. Check them out, CETO.com. Captain Mike, uh, let's talk flounders before anything else. Man, that was a, a, a taste-tempting recipe you put up on social media, those two flounders you cooked for Mother's Day. You have that recipe posted on your website? I do not have that recipe posted on my website, but it's very simple. I need to do that. Um, I guess 20 years ago, Don, I tried taking my mother to a restaurant for Mother's Day, and I felt like we were hustled in and hustled out. It just wasn't the experience I wanted my mother to have. So I asked her for her recipe on stuffed flounder, and then I started stuffing flounder for her every Mother's Day since then. So um, it's kind of become a tradition in our family, and we look forward to it. Well, it looked really good, and it uh, didn't look like it was all that difficult. So you really need to get that up on your site and let, let people enjoy it. How about, how about the flounders? You know, you've been catching a few. What is your opinion on the flounder situation? I would say since last fall and into this spring, I've probably already caught more flounder in that six-month period than I've caught in the prior four or five years. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to save them around Mother's Day. and It got to be pretty tough. I think one year we had soft-shell crabs because I couldn't come across any flounder. And I put the word out to the captains that worked for me, hey, if you catch flounder, I need one. I got one mom. I need one. You know, so uh, I'm glad to see him come back. Um, and there, there seemed to be decent size. So um, that's a good thing. I don't know much about them. You know, I know a few things about them. I don't know much about their biology. Uh, but I'm glad to see them start to return. And certainly a welcome addition to the ice chest. What do you tell a client that says, we want to catch flounders? <laughs> What's your you know, reply to that? That's an interesting um question in 20 years this is my 21st year of guiding you would think i would have had more requests for strict flounder trips i've had two i've had two requests to strictly go after flounder fishing and if you're going to target flounder they like hard bottoms and they like points they're an ambush predator that like to hide on the bottom and let something 
you know, swim by without them knowing about it, and they jump up and grab it. Um, so usually once you find one, there's more. Wrigley's Pass is a good area to find flounder. They have steep ledges in it, hard sand bottoms, and you just got to work it from the grass all the way out to maybe 15 feet deep. A jig on the bottom. I like to tip my plastics. I like bright-colored plastics since I'm going to fish flounder. They are scent-oriented, so the gulp works fine. Or like I say, you can you can tip your plastic. But once you find them, if they're in 6 feet of water or 10 feet of water, whatever it happens to be, you want to concentrate on those areas. And I've had trips where we caught a dozen, um, but most of the time you stumble across three or four while you're fishing for something else. Yeah, I would say 95% of the flounders that are caught are caught incidental to other catches. You know, that I-10 bridge close to you crosses Lake Pontchartrain in the fall. They get a nice little run on that flat that's over there, close, kind of closer to the south shore. And Yeah, that's correct. From what I understand, the male flounder is in the Gulf, and the female flounder is inland. And in the fall when they spawn, the female migrates out towards the male and go through the spawning ritual. So that's why you right. hear of more catches of flounder in the fall. And they'll travel with the shrimp. I've often heard of shrimpers catching them in their trawls when they're doing butterfly nets at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike, let's talk about something more immediate. How are you handling this approaching front system this morning? Are you going out this morning, and uh, where are you headed? We are going out this morning. The water is high. We've had high winds for the last four days. We're going to go into marsh and hopefully find some clean water, dead shrimp under a cork, and hopefully we can find some redfish. So that'll be our plan today. Captain Chris is working for me, and he did tell me that he caught some trout yesterday evening. Um, I didn't – the customers showed up, and we got busy with other things. So I don't know where he caught them. Um, I would say Lake Bourne, but I don't know where in Lake Bourne. With the winds that were predominantly out of the east and southeast, I would think he was on that south and eastern shoreline of Lake Bourne somewhere. There might have been a clean pocket and some shells. Unfortunately, I'll find that information out later today. But I can't share it with you now because I don't know it. Yeah. Um, You know, you guys didn't get as bad a rain over in that eastern end of the state, St. Tammany Parish. Uh, The western side in Tangipahoe really got an inundation. But I don't think that there was enough to really – the pearl is going to be high, but I don't think it's enough to dump a bunch of fresh water that's going to even displace fish from that area there where it empties in by the Wrigley's. No, I think you're exactly correct. Not enough fresh water to be a problem. And the strong south and easterly winds blew in some salt water. So our salinity is actually a little higher than it's been in the last three months. We have salinities approaching double digits. I think it's around eight. All right, that's good news for this time of year. Captain Mike, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, aaofla.com. Uh, got you listed on my site at dontheoutdoorsguy.com, and uh, you got a couple phone numbers. I know you got one painted on the side of your truck. What's that number? That number is 985-781-7811, and we monitor that when the phone's on. When I go to the Biloxi Marsh, I turn my phone on airplane mode. But when I get back, I'll turn it on, and it'll download messages. And don't be surprised if you get calls wanting that flounder recipe when people see it. Oh, it's very simple. If I can do it behind a stove, <laughs> it's pretty simple. There you go. All right, Mike, y'all have a good day. Be safe, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Don. Looking forward to it. All right, Captain Mike Gallo, uh, quite the flounder chef.
Good-looking stuff. All right, we come back after this. Brendan Bayard joins us. It's our Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club Paddlers slash Peddlers Report. They got a redfish bass tournament, a combo going on today, but I don't think Brendan's fishing there. He's fishing elsewhere. His report is next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to uh, Brendan Bayard this morning with the Paddler's Report. It's in conjunction with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club and a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. They've got locations all across the state. Mid-City of New Orleans are on the North Shore in Covington, out in Baton Rouge. They've got some of the best kayak fishing models, brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, Native Watercraft. You can look at them on their website, MasseyOutfitters.com. They've also got a very nice Facebook page. might want to check them out there. We'll get to Brendan's report in a second, but I want to catch up on some of our text messages that have been stacking up a little bit. Uh, somebody missed Campo's report today. Can you please update? Uh, when the weather allows, the fishing's been off the charts for speckled trout down there. He is out of bait, but he's expecting something later, or you can stop on the way down and pick it up. That's kind of the, uh, in a nutshell, Shell Beach report. Uh, Big John from Covington. Hey, Big John, listening this morning, says, You guys make me miss the flounder run every year during the spring at the bridges in Slidell. I miss the 80s and 90s Lake Pontchartrain fishing. Yeah, it wasn't ever been than I think in those early and, and late 90s. Boy, what a decade that was for big specks and flounder and other species at the, the, the bridges. Hopefully that will return. All right, here's uh, one good morning, Don. Chasing reds this morning. Nothing worse than trying to wake up teenage daughters to go fishing. Jeez, Bo. Well, having had three of them, I, I share your pain. All right, here's one from Beatico Tommy. I remember the night before opening shrimp season. The ice houses were busy selling ice, and opening day the launches were backed up for blocks. We had some fun. Uh, the Podge truck driver, he's listening and checking in. Also, we got a happy hog hunter in Dixie Ranch Wildlife Club. And someone else says, this is Perry from Galliano. Is it just him, or are we experiencing an unusual amount of rain for this time of year? Actually, I, I don't think the situation is more rain. I think it's coming all at one time instead of being spread out. But I think, depending on the area, if you check, we're right about on average rainfall for this month. All right, let's go to Brendan Bayard. We got him up there now. Brendan, uh, you're not fishing the bass and uh, redfish tournament today with BCKFC. What's the deal? I am just doing some bass fishing. I had a good report of my little camp lake over here, so I was going to go hit that up right now. The weather is a little bit spotty today, so I was just going to pop in and out of the camp, do some fishing, hide from the storms, come back out, kind of do that all day and all weekend, if you will. Um, the guys are going to be down there catching redfish and, and bass in uh, Plaquemines and East uh, or East Plaquemines and St. Bernard today for the uh, third Bayou Coast tournament of the year. These are all catch, photo, and release social distancing tournaments. So uh, should be a fun one today. What do you expect it's going to take to win that? Now this is a, a catch, photo, and release. So we're talking measurements. What do you? What would you say it'll take given the conditions we got, which is going to be a little bit windy down there to say the least. Yeah, um, it's it's a little bit interesting because we're kind of tinkering with the format. So anything that is over 27, it doesn't count. So we're doing a slot redfish catch photo, catch photo and release. And then the bass element might be the one that makes a difference. If you have a lot of people that are catching fish around the 26-inch range, uh, the weight doesn't really matter. It's only about, uh, you know, the length on the ruler. So that makes it a little bit easier. You're not looking specifically for fat reds. You're just looking for reds that are within those 
couple of inch, you know, 25, 26, and then you're trying to find those bass to uh, make the difference in your bag. So whoever has the best bass spots today is who I expect to uh, really jump in front of a lot of people. If you add a few bass, I think that could go a long way. So your strategy would be, if you were fishing it, go to a spot where you're more likely to catch a bigger bass because all things being considered, redfish are going to be pretty equal. Yeah, I think that if you catch, uh, you know, a few redfish, you might, you know, maybe you have a couple that are, maybe you don't have quite as good of a redfish spot, but you end up with, a, you know, a couple of 25s instead of a couple of 26 and a half. There's only three inches there, but if you are really on the bass and you have a few bass that are, you know, maybe in that 18-inch range, well, 18-inch bass over a 15-inch bass puts you two fish ahead of the next guy. So, uh, as far as redfish, you know, difference in uh, ease of catch, if you will. So, that would be my strategy. Uh, it just depends. It's a lot harder to find those bigger marsh bass. So, uh, might be a little bit of uh, interesting strategy, you know, freshwater locations that are within East Plaquemines or, or St. Bernard might be the tickets, uh, you know, like little uh, back levee canals, those kind of places that maybe people aren't thinking of first and foremost might make a difference. Yeah, my choice would be Delacro for a tournament like that. I think that would be my number one spot. Yeah, definitely for frequency of catch, uh, that's where I would head to. <laughs> Brendan, give me a couple spots saltwater-wise that would be out of the wind today for people to fish. Uh, what we got today? I haven't even looked. It's uh, is the south wind today? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, very strong. We got the sucking effect. There's a big frontal system's coming in from the west. Yeah, uh, backside of Grand Isle would be good until it gets super rough. Uh, I really like launching over there at the uh, Danny Kristen Ray public launch over there behind the high school paddling left uh there's a, a nice oyster reef that extends for a couple of miles with no no impediments or, or docks behind there uh it's a really great natural bank on the backside of grand isle it's got lots of reds lots of trout flounder back there as well uh if it's not as windy when you get out there you can paddle out to dutch island uh, a lot of trout on the periphery of that island interior of that island has some reds that's a nice little easy place to go uh fish right now Lots of good reports coming from there. And then uh, just, you know, Leeville off the side of the road has been uh, been doing really well. You can tuck into some of those canals up there. And catfish uh, and the canals around Catfish and Golden Meadow are still holding strong as well. Sounds like a good plan. I think you also have a good plan. Fishing that's, uh, those calm inland pond waters and small lakes and catch those freshwater fish. Not a bad idea we, either. Brendan, th- nice thanks for the report. Today. We Did you? Nice well, that's one of my favorites. Water yesterday. So. Wow, that's unusual. Hoping for a rep- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty unusual. So, hoping for another repeat. Thanks, Tom. Go get them. All right, we'll see you. Brendan Bayard, one of our two field reporters. Next week, you'll hear from Captain Eric Muhabarak. All right, we come back from this. Uh, I'm going to tell you about we're looking for singers. At least Louisiana fish fry is. If you can just sing the Louisiana state anthem, "You Are My Sunshine." You will be rewarding 100 meals to people who are in need of them through our community. We'll be right back, talk more about that. And also, a guy that was trying to get a nice crab dinner, well, he got caught by the crab trap. Trapped by a crab trap. Back with his bad boy story right after this time out. You'll listen to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
weeks, we've been asking you to sing the Louisiana State Anthem, You Are My Sunshine, recorded on your cell phone and video and submitted to Louisiana Fish Fry. And in return, you will have earned 100 meals to our community through local food banks on behalf of Louisiana Fish Fry. Now, if the words are furnished, everything's there for you to do it. If you want to see some examples of our Bayou Wild team and family and friends doing some of these, go to that website and you'll see some there. Uh, we've got my, my daughter number three. A lot of you have heard Cherie. She's done the show with us sometimes. Her and her pampered Pomeranian put on a performance. We also have Miss Louisiana, Megan Cruz, singing it. Uh, our friend Kim and her daughter from Morton Seafood. And then we had our, our own Bayou Wild team, uh, including uh, the family of Chris Lecoq, his wife Amanda, uh, young Dean and, and daughter Emma, they put together a little verse, and then Martha participates in it, and, yeah, I, I sing in it. Now, somebody told me uh, they would buy 100 meals for the community if I didn't sing anymore, but I didn't think it was that bad. So go to our webpage, com, listen to them, and, and rate me. Review from 1 to 10, What do you think? I, how do you think I stand as a singer? And uh, be sure and record your own and send it to them. All the instructions are there. You can go to their Facebook page. That's Louisiana Fish Fry. Or we have a link from BayouWildTV.com. All right, coming back after this quick 10-second pause, we're going to tell you about this week's bad boy of the outdoors. He was trapped with a crab trap. Tell you all about his violation and what he's looking at right after this pause for our local stations to identify themselves along the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. Acting on a tip, and how many of our bad boy stories begin with those calls and complaints from anonymous citizens who are just tired of our latest on our fish and game laws? Well, more than one complainant reported the illegal removal of crabs from traps in the Voss Canal in Terrebonne Parish. On April 10th at 6 p.m., when Louisiana Wildlife and Fishery agents spotted Chad Pellegrin's boat in that vicinity, they stopped him for a compliance check and discovered eight crabs in his possession. Upon questioning, he admitted he took them from a trap not belonging to him without the owner's permission. The seized crabs escaped the boiling pot, but not so happy as the eight freed crustaceans and facing a fine of up to $950 and up to 120 days in jail, is 37-year-old Chad Pellegrin of Gray, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. Whew, that's a pretty hefty price. Figure that is what it does. And eight crabs for nine feet. He didn't get to keep the crabs. That's the worst part about it. Don't be a bad boy. Don't be like Chad. All right, coming back after this, we're going to talk to a good guy, Captain Ryan Lambert. Fishes down in Plaquemines. We'll find out what's happening down there in his area right after this time out. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Yeah, and those flounders do bite on plastic. Uh, here's a text that says, In my fishing career, most of my flounder catches have been incidentally catching reds and trout, but I remember a few flounder trips where they were stacked up and targeted. When you find them like that, you can catch an obscene amount of flounders. Yeah, that's true. My, one, my Probably my most memorable flounder trip, I was fishing on North Island, and there was a cut through the island. It was no wider than a ditch, and it ran from one side of the island two to the other, and in that ditch, the flounders were stacked up. Obviously, they were ambushing bait that was being funneled through there, and uh, Hokey Gajon and I would ambush. We walked to that ditch and whacked some beautiful. That was the biggest flounder I ever caught, a five-and-a-half-pound flounder. That is a huge flounder. I think that's the one fish most people uh, probably overestimate the weight 
When you get one that's five pounds, that is a doormat. All right, let's talk to Captain Ryan Lambert. He knows a little bit about flounders. Ryan, what do you know about catching flounders? I used to know a lot about it, but nowadays there's not much to know. <laughs> you, you didn't forget. There's just not much knowing about them. Well, hopefully they can yeah, come back. Two with really uh, big ones. I've caught a, I've caught a seven and three quarters and a ten two. Woo! That's big a flounders. Ten two. Oh my ten god! Two. You could, you I couldn't hardly it. get it in the net. It took. It was bigger than the igloo. <laughs> you, you sure know, that wasn't a halibut? Oh, look, that might have been a halibut with a broken GPS. <laughs> Grandma yeah. says, I'm, I'm 82 years old, and that's the biggest one of them I ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is a huge flounder. Oh, man. Yeah, well, what, what's your plan going to be today with all this wind coming and rain coming and all that <laughs> stuff? Oh gosh, we're just gonna go fish and catch some redfish. That's what you can do on days with the. It's been windy for so long out the southeast. It's it's really detrimental for getting after the trout and burrus, you know, because it's, it's blowing in on on the east side and it's and the waves on the west side and it's dirty in the water up because it's pushing pushing that everything this way out of Southwest Pass. So it's just weird, but. You know, we can always catch our reds. And then next week, hopefully, we'll get a break because it's been a tough week with the wind. Wow. But we're going to do it yeah, to it. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, and then rainstorms uh, were nothing nice. Although it didn't seem like y'all got that much down there until that, that last little blow came through. Right down in Buras, we hardly got anything. In, in Luling, we got yeah. seven, eight inches. And the lightning was, oh, that was a flashing show. I've never seen nothing like it. But, you know, yes, it was. getting back yes, to the flounders, uh, last year out of my 12 boats, I think we caught six. And, and we've, yeah. we've already caught more than that this year. So they, they seem to be making a little bit of a comeback. But, you know, the, the oil spill really did them in because, you know, they spent a lot of time in the deep water around those rigs. And and that's what did it. Yeah, you know, I was talking to a wildlife fisher about it one day, and the guy says, "Well, with global warming, I think the water temperatures warming up, and they're not spawning." us. come on, guys, the river's been high for eight years, blowing 40, 40 degree water out there. How's the water warming up? But yet, <laughs> Lake Charles, they got tons of them, so they yeah. don't must have must yeah. not have global warming in Lake Charles. <laughs> You know, global warming is the answer to a lot of things because you know it's, oh. you really can't prove it and. You know, it's just one of those debatable things that'll go on and on. So anyway, um, as far as go ahead, the people discount what happened with the oil spill with with speckled trout and flounders and, and mullet and stuff like that. But it really was detrimental, you know. And it's you know it's out of sight, out of mind these days. But still, we're paying the effects of that. You know, it's, it is what it is. But you know, it, it's it's what happened, and people forget. You know, it's weird. And it wasn't so much just the oil, but if you remember, they used that dispersant called Core Exit, which sank it all Correct. down to the bottom, and, and that's where the, right. the, the flounders spawn is the bottom in deep offshore waters. So it could be a connection there. Well, anyway, get ready. They're probably going to institute some closures of seasons. I, they say it's not due to overfishing, but what other remedy do you have? How do you improve a species stock other than stocking them? You know, I don't know if Texas has done some of that. And, Maybe that's a worthwhile effort is for raising. Well, how, how can you how can you how can you worry about the overfishing or something like that when you know you got the skimmers that catch an awful lot of flounders, little flounders, even big flounders. I mean, you have to regulate the whole whole species. You just can't regulate regulate out of commercial, uh, you know, out of a recreational take. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. 
Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. They may do seasonal closures for for the trawling for them. You know, you know that goes on year round. It's going to be interesting to see what remedies they they come up with to try to bring flounder back. But I know one thing: it's a, it's a, a a welcome fish among most people's boat when you catch one. It's usually oh, a surprise. Yeah. But in the western part of the state, they're really still catching a lot of flounders. You know, I see Phil and them out there, and they're doing real well on flounders during the summer, and they they're catching. Plenty of flounders. I mean, not just a couple. They they actually targeted them. So uh, you know, they got them in the west. You know, I guess yeah. the further away you get from what happened, you know, the better off you are. But you know, we'll just keep on plugging at them. <laughs> Do you remember when Eddie's Pass used to exist? Yeah. Also, I think they might have yeah. called it Bastion Pass, which now I guess is all open water. I don't think there's much out there. Yeah, it's all that open was a now. real flounder. That that was a real flounder hotspot. You know, people would go out and actually yeah. camp out there on the shoreline at night with the lights and the gigs and come back with a ton of flounders. You know, we got places on the east that went where the river was coming through. They would sit on those corners where that river water's coming in with that bait, and they'd just be blowing up. And, and out on the beach also where that water would pass, you'd see them come out the water. I mean, start flipping out the water after bait. I mean, it's, I've seen flounders many, many times hitting like that where they just go airborne. Yeah. So it's 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 been fun, you know. It's fun to catch them, but uh, I, I don't I don't eat them that much. They got so many of those little bones along the edge. I just the heck with it. <laughs> I would eat yeah, a speckled well, trout or a perch. <laughs> I got you, well, Ryan. Somebody wants to get a hold of you. Uh, you know, we're starting to open things back up. We're in phase one, probably headed for phase two, hopefully, and then get back to normalcy. Tell them how to get a hold of you. Yeah, I can't wait to get a bunch of people in the lodge again. It's been a long stretch, but they can go to CajunFishingAdventures.com. I got 12 guys ready to take you out. The lodge is just, we got it all spotless and and ready to go. Or they can call me on my cell phone at 504-559-5111, and we'll take care of all your needs. Sounds good. We'll see you next week. All right, buddy. We'll see you. Captain Ryan Lambert, uh, we call him the plastic man. Doesn't like to get those shrimp uh, and use them. He's more of a, uh, what you call that, a purist with the plastic. It's effective, though, for him. All right, coming back after this, Rad Trasher joins us. We're going to talk a little Star CCA Rodeo coming up next weekend. He's got the details for you right after this time out. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, one week from today, May 23rd, the largest and richest saltwater fishing tournament in the country, offering over a half a million dollars in prizes, gets underway. It's the CCA Louisiana Statewide Tournament and Anglers Rodeo. For short, it's called STAR, and its director, Rad Trasher, joins us this morning. You know, Rad, it's great when you've had a rodeo around for 26 years, and people know what it is, and you just need to remind them it's time to get signed up and go. But if there are any changes or anything that people absolutely need to know about this year's event that they may not be aware of tell us look the, thanks for having me don I, I think as you said everybody knows what it is this is the tournament where we have 100 tag redfish you catch one you win a chevy and uh, tens of thousands of other prizes that you can get so the biggest change especially for for your listeners is we have had a handful of changes in the the way station uh situation we have 30 way stations across the coast uh, one in Hopedale, uh, due to COVID uh, concerns, has, has decided not to do it. So we've got a new addition, and that's Campos Marina. So they are going to be the way station in St. Bernard Parish. If you're headed that way, uh, go see Robbie Campo and his friends. Uh, they, they will take 
great care of you. We've also made some adjustments on rules uh, on a few things uh, to clarify mainly. Uh, one was uh, on the kayak division. You know, we have a bank division. We have a regular trout division. The kayak division was a little gray, and so we cleaned it up a little bit. That basically says you have to be in your kayak to when you catch the fish. Um, that's it. It really shouldn't affect much, but uh, believe it or not, you know, when you have 15,000 people fishing this thing, <laughs> uh, they, they find some gray areas from time to time. Uh, yeah, but other I can than see that. that. But other than that, you know, we were hoping to add a few things uh, this year, but with everything going on, uh, we went with kind of the status quo. So all the prizes are the same. All the divisions are the same. And, you know, hopefully in October I'm going to give away about a half a million dollars. All right. I had some people asking about red snapper, which really you guys simplify because it's a species that we don't know exactly when it's going to open and how long it's going to last. Tell us the deal on snapper fishing. So, uh, according for the tournament, it is you have to be abiding by the by the law. So, if you're on a charter boat, you're gonna have that has a federal reef permit. You're gonna have to be going during their season. If you're a recreational angler, you're gonna get to start uh, on Saturday with a whole lot of other folks. And my get and we will let it run until Wildlife and Fisheries closes it down. Now, we truly expect that it'll last through Labor Day for everybody. So. You know, as long as you are abiding by the law, um, whether it's state or federal, depending on what boat you're on, as long as you're legal there, you're legal with us is basically the explanation. To be signed up, you have to be a CCA member. I had some people asking about that. You cannot just buy a rodeo ticket. How much is the entry fee? So the entry fee for Star is $35 um, for, for adults. It is free for for you 17 years and younger um, and look at it, it basically stars a membership drive you know everybody thinks it's a giant fundraiser for us it's not it's a break even everything we take in we basically give right back out in prizes um, so you do have to be a member and so it is $35 to also be a member um, a, your second adult or spouse or associate can be can have a membership for $25 and then the children memberships are 10 as far as the awards banquet, you guys put on a big event there in Baton Rouge at the end of the tournament. I, I would assume that is going full-blown, according unless something between now and then changes. Absolutely, Don. You know, with between the STAR as well as all of our other events, you know, we've, we're keeping the dates uh, that we're allowed to, and uh, we will do our best to have that big gathering. But, you know, right now, who knows? Uh, but that was the beauty of having stars. We don't have to have the gathering right now. And uh, that was the, that gave us the ability to move forward and, and say, look, there, there's no better time to, to have people fishing for incentives than going to support those local coastal communities. So as far as the banquet goes, we'll see. But right now it's still scheduled for, for mid-October. I also have someone texting me said they received uh, an entry notice, I guess because they were a previous member and entrant. They got it from CCA National. Is there any difference in signing up at one of the locations, at one of your events, or just filling that out and putting it in the mail? No, not at all. I mean, CCA National controls our membership database. So even if you come to my office or see one of us at, at an event, 
we're going to send it to them so they can kind of put it in the database and manage that. So it's all it's all the same. It's all the same organization. It's also an, an important point. If you're a CCA Mississippi member or a Texas member or whatever, that membership counts for STAR. You know, one, whatever a CCA member is is a CCA member. It's not it's not divided by state. So that's why it runs through national. Um, so, no, there's no difference. There's no incentives either way. Um, and quite frankly, right now, you know, 99% of our members are having to come through the website to do it at ccastar.com um, just because they're not seeing us at banquets and trade shows and, and things like that. So, uh, And I would also tell people, you know, bear with us. If, if you're having problems online or you're trying to get us calling, for example, the Louisiana office is open, starting to open Monday. Um, but that's the first time our whole staff will be, be in the office. Uh, Texas is still in national or still at like 25% capacity. So um, we're, we're trying to catch up as fast as we can and, and, and afford all the members as many mechanisms as we can offer. But, you know, it's just <laughs> – it, it's not a perfect system at, at this point. Well, registration, a list of all the different divisions, the prize structure, where those way stations are located, the sponsors to thank, and, of course, the rules, ccastar.com. That will get you all that information. Rad, been a pleasure. Great job on uh, promoting this tournament, and I'm sure we'll have another successful season. Thanks, Don. Appreciate your help. All righty. Rad Trasher, director of Louisiana Star CCA's statewide tournament and anglers rodeo and literally there's a fish in a category for everyone all right somebody texted me said my dad took me to eddie's pass great times gigging how many of you remember eddie's pass well what a great place that was and you talk about a flounder hot spot all right ain't there no more no got washed away all right convent hunting club they're running hounds and uh, this morning but uh, somebody's got to work too bad all right that's what you do so you can pay for these hunting and fishing trips all right sorry folks more outdoors has not yet returned i will keep you alerted for that someone thanks for the podcast situation i take no credit for that whoever did it did a great job and we're glad you like it we'll see you next week another edition of the outdoors with don dubuque radio network <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.